Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hello, everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. It's Saturday, January the 26th. I'm your host, Rob Fontenot. In this episode, not a whole lot to talk about Astros-wise. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what uh, Crane and Luno said at the uh, about Dallas Keuchel and Marwin possibly rejoining the team. And then uh, I saw a story about war wins above replacement and I just started looking into it and uh I don't know I just wrote down so much stuff that I thought I could possibly fill up a podcast with the uh, stuff that I came up with so let's start off about uh yesterday the Astros had the fourth annual Diamond Dreams Gala um they had earth wind and fire there all the players were there dressed up not totally sure what the gal is for, probably to raise money. Uh, so the question was raised to Crane and Luno on different occasions, When I guess when uh, these people bombarded them with questions, could the Astros have a reunion with Marwin and or Dallas Keuchel? Uh, Jim Crane, the owner, uh, we might be interested. There might be interest. Uh, they were two players that were here last season, that are a possibility to be back this year. We hope that it happens. I'm not buying that. Jeff Luno said we'd love to keep them in the family, but that's not something I can talk about. So my opinion, I've already said before, there's no room on the team for Marwin. But as Grady pointed out, why would you settle for having Jake Marisnik on the bench when you can have Marwin? He's a better player. So if you have Marwin Gonzalez on your bench over Jake, it means your team is better. There's no salary cap. Why not do it? I also pointed out that Brantley is a better outfielder than Marwin was. So Marwin would be the one that they take out when they do the Cupid Shuffle. So maybe the Cupid shuffle is no longer needed. So does Jake Marisnik have a role on the team now that we have three gold glove type outfielders? Um, so one thing I pointed out is Marvin Gonzalez is probably going to want $18 million 
But like Grady said, there's no salary cap, so why not? Uh, and then I started getting into Marwin's salary a little bit more, and then I kind of toned it down a little bit to 12. So somewhere between 12 and 18. And then you got Diaz, who they have team control, and the stats are almost identical. And uh, the one thing you can't put into that equation is Marwin's clutch performance in the playoffs and situations when he comes up when he's needed. So we've already discussed that. So Dallas Keuchel, out of the two, I could see him coming back. He's out there looking for a five- to six-year contract, and I think he was wanting over $20 because he turned down that uh, qualifying offer from the Astros, uh, which was a good – I think it was a good – business decision for the Astros to offer it. Um, if he did accept it, you know, that's kind of maybe all they wanted him for was one more season. And if he didn't accept it, they get that draft pick when somebody does sign him. So overall, it was a good decision by the Astros in my mind. So Dallas Keuchel's winning 20 to $25 million, six years. He's still out there. And the, the reason why, in my mind, is because of the years. Or maybe he's waiting, like I said before, he's waiting for these two guys, Machado and Harper, to get signed so the people that are holding on to that money can give it to him. So there's a lot of possibilities. Uh, but out of, I don't see either one of them coming back, but I think there's a better chance that Dallas Keuchel comes back than Marwin. So let's talk about wins above replacement. Um, so everybody knows wins above replacement, war. That's what that's what the uh, that's what war stands for. Wins above replacement. The definition is it measures the value in all facets of the player's game and how many wins that he is worth than a, a replacement-level player at his same position. So an example of a replacement-level player is a minor league player. So you just call someone up uh, from the minors to take this guy's place, and you don't win or lose any more games, or just a fill-in free agent. So someone with a zero, a score of a zero, is pretty much replaceable with someone on your AAA team or just some run-of-the-mill free agent and someone with an 8. If you have a, a war of 8, you should be an MVP candidate. So, on the website I was looking at, somebody asked a question. What if a team consisted of all zero war players? Would that mean they would win zero games? I was curious, too, because that's kind of how I see it. This guy has a zero. So, I don't know. So, what it is, what it turns out, is somehow they came up with a formula that if you had a team of zero, all zeros, there's some kind of formula that's very big, and I can't get into it, but... The formula comes out to a team with a zero wins above replacement 
would win 32% of their games. So in a full season of uh, Major League Baseball, a team with a zero war would win 52 games, which is pretty much a third of the games. 32% is about a third. So if you just added two players to the game, let's say you, you added a position player with a four and a pitcher with a six, that adds 10. So there you go, you're already up to 62. So that's kind of how it goes. So I was looking into the free agents and uh, I found this page that had all the free agents and their war and if they sign with somebody or not. And I can't find it. I, I've, I've tried to record the podcast once already and I stopped to go look for that page. And I know my computer has a history, but I can't find it. I don't know where it was. But anyway, I wrote down a team of all the free agents and I don't even know if this means anything, but I got all the free agents written down, the top one from each position. You've got Grandall, he's already signed, 3.6. Jed Lowry, a 4.9. Machado, 6.2. And, and go on and on and on. So the players, uh, just the top free agents, according to war, position players and the DH, would give you 31 more wins. So 31 and 52 is about 83 wins. So you're looking at a second place team just based on if you pick up these best players. But you can't afford them, so I don't know where I'm going with this. But And then you get the top five pitchers. That adds 19. You got Corbin, Dallas, Happ, Charlie Morton, and Lance Lynn. Lance, Lance Lynn. They've all signed. Dallas Keuchel is the only one that hasn't signed, and he has a 3.6. So out of all the free agents, he has the second highest war, and we're going to get into that later about the money. And then I signed eight relief pitchers that give you another 11. So if you signed all of these players, if you could afford to get all of these free agents, you could have built your team out of all free agents and you're looking, if my math is correct, at 114 wins. Now, no one could afford this, but we're these, these aren't even the best players. These are just the best free agents. But you're looking at 114 wins, and your, your war score translates into how much money you make. So... I I don't have his money contract, but Grandall was a 3.6. He signed with Milwaukee. And Robinson Chirinos, um, his war is 1.6. Brian McCann, a free agent that we let go, had a 0.5. So if we are... A 100-win team with Max Stassi. I don't know what Max Stassi's war is. Then we're a 101. So it doesn't sound like a lot, but you add you add five players with a one. I don't know, but you get five more. So anyway, Robinson Trino's pretty low. He didn't get paid a lot. Uh, Jed Lowry, a 4.9 war. And that netted him a two-year 
$20 million contract. So $10 million a year for a 4.9. Keep that in mind when I'm talking about this. Jed Lowry, 4.9, $10 million a year. Uh, Eduardo Escobar had a 3.5. Manny Machado's is a 6.2. Uh, Brantley, 3.5, and I believe he got $6 million. So Brantley, 3.5, gives him $6 million. No, not $6 million. $16 million. $16 million. Marwin has a war of 1.6. Uh, A.J. Pollock just signed a 2.4. Harper's is a 3.5, but everybody knows he's better than that. Starting pitcher, Patrick Corbin, 6.3. He got $140 million, $23 million a year. Whew. So Dallas Keuchel's war is 3.1. So let's look at Dallas Keuchel. What did I predict him earlier? 18 12 to 18 million, but he wants a little over 20. So you've got Patrick Corbin with the war of 6.3, and he gets 23 million a year. So he's not getting that. Dallas Keuchel's not getting 23 million. So you go under Dallas Keuchel. Charlie Morton has the same war, and he signed two years, 30 million. He got 15. J.A. Happ has a 3.2, and he signed for $17 million a year. So you're, so that puts Dallas Keuchel on average $16 million. So the Astros offered him 19 or I think it's 17 or 19. I think it was 19, and he turned it down. So he wants $16 million. So according to this, he's worth $16 million, but he was looking to get paid over 20, but maybe that's why he hasn't signed yet because the market doesn't say he's worth 20. So, you know, you see what I'm saying? That's probably why he's not signed yet. So how much is Marwin Gonzalez worth? He has a 1.6, and I was saying that he wanted 12 to 18 million. Uh, Jed Lowry, 4.9. You're talking 4.9 versus 1.6. Jed Lowry signs for $10 million a year. So who else? i, I got to have someone else here that signed. Uh, so Stephen Pierce, he's a first baseman. He has a 1.6 war, which is the same as Marvin Gonzalez. He signed for 6.25. Uh, Billy Hamilton, it's a different position. He's a center fielder, so it's not the same, but he got $7 million. So there's two guys uh, around his war, and they're making around 6 or $7 million. So my thought of Marvin Gonzalez getting paid $18 million perhaps is wrong. But is Marvin Gonzalez's flexibility going to get him paid more? Is that why Marwin hasn't signed yet? If Marwin is only worth $7 million, does that mean he could come back to the Astros? Possibly. Who knows? So another one I want to talk about was Gio Gonzalez. This is someone that the Astros were linked to, and uh, it looks like his war 
would net him about nine million. So he would have been a pretty good deal at nine million. You got Dallas Keuchel at sixteen million. They're both left-handed. Uh, his WAR is two point oh, and Dallas Keuchel's. Where did I write this down at? Dallas Keuchel's is three point six. So he is worth more than the nine million, but it's a win and a half. A win and a half. Gio Gonzalez would be pretty good. And so one thing I saw is that uh, Evan Gatwork. Now let's look at the Astros free agents. You've got Dallas Keuchel has a 3.1. Marwin has 1.6. Maldonado a 0.9. So he's one game pretty much above a replaceable minor league player. And I'm not buying that. Tony Sipp has a 0.9 also. And Evan Gaddis has a 0. So Evan Gaddis can possibly... I think Evan Gaddis will make about $7 million, But he's a 0. I mean, according to War, why would you sign Evan Gaddis for $7 million when according to this stat, you can just bring anybody up and get a 0? The thing is... There are people that have negative. So it's not totally possible that you could replace him with anybody. So Evan Gaddis's war is zero. A zero war, but he I think he can still make some money. But you're looking at these other guys. Steven Pierce has a 1.6 and he made six million. So is Evan Gaddis really gonna get seven million? Or is is that why he's not signed yet? I think the Astros Fans, including myself, love Evan Gaddis, and I would think he would be worth it, but maybe that's why they didn't sign him. Tony Sip, a 0.9. He had a good season last year, so would do you think the Astros might go after him based on the fact that they lost Joe Smith till September? Who knows? I thought they should get Maldonado, who's a 0.9, but if you look at Robinson Chirinos, a 1.6. So that's half of a win. That's a difference. Torino's going to make a difference. Uh, We could win the division by one, and that could turn out to be a good decision. But this is just projections. It's not everybody knows this isn't truly what's going to happen. But it kind of gives you more of an insight of why the Astros are letting these people go. So Charlie Morton gets two years. 30 million. He gets 15 million a year. I don't know why the Astros didn't think he was worth that. I think maybe his age and his injury history, uh, but apparently whoever signed him, I can't even remember where he went. I think it was Toronto. No, the Rays. He went to the Rays. Uh, they think that he was worth it. And J.A. Happ, he got 17 million. And he went to the Yankees, and they always overpay. So. I don't know. I think that just explains they could go get a Gio Gonzalez for $9 million. Like Grady pointed out, Are the there's no salary cap. I mean, you have the luxury tax, but the Astros have money out there. But I think the Astros, like I said before, they're saving their money for starting pitching. I think, uh, I can't remember that contract they offered Keiko before that he turned down, but uh, we're looking at, like I said, Dallas Keiko. Wants $20 million. I don't think he's going to get it. Uh, 
Evan Gaddis, don't know the situation with him. Uh, Marwin, I think he wants more than he's worth. But I think he's worth more than this war points out, like I said. So anyway, I hope that was interesting and a fun journey for you. I hope it wasn't too much rambling and that uh, you did enjoy listening to it and hearing me talk about it. So there's a lot of stuff on here that... uh, Like, I'm a baseball fan, and I follow the Astros for years. And uh, really, like I said, if you've listened to the podcast, 2013 is when I started getting back into it. And uh, so there's times where I make podcasts, and I might be telling you stuff you already know, but I'm just, I'm learning. It's like, I'm going to have a podcast about baseball. I need to learn this stuff. So there's... There's different episodes where I'm learning things, and this happens to be the wins above replacement. Uh, I didn't have a script. I just had a whole bunch of notes down. But uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope it shed some light on the war. And uh, if you want to comment, if you want to talk to me about anything, like I said before, you can download the Anchor app. It's free. You can send me a message on there for, I think it's a minute. And... uh, it limited it limits you, but one thing I thought of yesterday is you can send me the message and when it cuts off, just record another one. Just you know, like if whatever you need to tell me takes three minutes, record three of them and I'll put all three of them on there. So you can record it, send me a message, ask me questions. Um Astros Podcast is what the uh, Twitter handle is. Uh my phone number is two one zero. Nine one nine one six nine five. This will be the second season of Astros baseball. Right now, I am in contact with two people through texting. We've become friends, and also James TV Wizard eighty five on Twitter. He's been a part of the show a couple of times. So, if you want to be on it, that's all you got to do. Download the Anchor app. Get a hold of me on Twitter. Like I said, it's at Astros Podcast. Just look me up if you want to be a part of it. Uh, Just put questions on there. Put comments on there. Whatever you want to do. But anyway, uh, like I said before, uh, subscribe to the podcast. You'll know when we get a new one. I can't wait for some action to happen so I can actually have stuff to talk about. I can't wait for spring training. I can't wait for all of this stuff. I can't wait. For Machado and Harper to sign so these dominoes will start falling. Anyway, uh, enough rambling on. I do appreciate everyone out there for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.